Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to the Oh Yeah Podcast. <laughs> hey, Amy. Hello. Hey, Jackie. Hello. How are you? Oh. Okay. How are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought we were going to say okay at the same time and then. Here, let's try that again. Jesus. One, two, three. How are you on one, two, three? One, two, three. How, How are, are you? you? Okay. Okay. <laughs> A little meh. <laughs> that that was not great, but anyway, <laughs> it's yeah. been a weird week. Oh, has it been a weird week or what? What the mm-hmm. fuck? What the actual fuck is happening? I don't know. Right. Yeah, twenty twenty one is. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep an open mind about twenty twenty one. But if I see Godzilla appear. I'm gonna be so pissed. We, I mean, we called it. We can't be surprised. A new COVID. Yeah, fuck that. Speaking of which, I got uh, the first of my two shots today for the COVID vaccine, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Yay! No, uh, yeah, I got it done today. I work in the healthcare field. I see patients face to face. So, uh, the Alachua County area, one of the many hospitals that we have here, was offering it, and I was able to get in and get the first dose. It was easy. I didn't even feel it. I was telling Jackie that it didn't even hurt compared to my flu shot. Uh, so, I'm feeling pretty good. I waited the 15 minutes. Nothing happened. So, I'm looking forward to getting my second dose, and I hope that everyone who wants one gets can get it soon because fuck let's let's get going y'all let's get it let's go i'm excited to get mine yeah just get let's get it let's get it over with i'm ready well i was gonna say uh not to jump immediately into shout outs but oh no one of my shout outs this week is to you for getting it oh hey (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty great oh and it cost me nothing it was totally, completely free, just like they said it would be. I didn't have to show any kind of insurance. I didn't have to give them any money. I just walked in and gave them my arm. Awesome. Yep. Very cool. <laughs> Did they give you a cookie or anything? Yeah. Afterwards, you could have snacks. So I had like a tiny mini Coke, which I, you know, I don't ever really drink regular Coke because, you know, <laughs> the sugar. But I was like, fuck that. I deserve it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Special occasion Coke. Special occasion. So I had a little tiny mini Coke and they did have like, you know, chips and all that fun stuff. But I just had the Coca-Cola and I skedaddled and I, you know, got the first part of it. So I'm pretty stoked. Very cool. Yep. I'm proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. The rest of your week was okay then? I mean, it was fine, except for everything that happened in Washington, D.C. That was terrible and awful, but, you know, it's been okay. It's been a busy week back after the holidays, emotionally yeah. and physically. It's been busy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, good. Glad to hear it. 
Yeah. Hope hope everybody who is listening, hope your week has been as good as it possibly <laughs> could be because it was pretty rough. Uh, Tuesday was pretty nice with Georgia. Yeah, that was excellent. I can't believe Thank it. Thank God for that. Thank God. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you, Stacey Abrams. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hell yeah. If if that went a different way and then the next day uh, there was a coup on the Capitol, <laughs> it would have been a real bummer time of a week. Oh, just so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, but thank you, Georgia. Thank you, Stacey Abrams. We are pretty stoked about that. Mm-hmm. Anywho, speaking of like, I don't know, military action type stuff. I don't know if that even works. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Cotton would probably have been at the Capitol, right? He hates Nazis. That's true. I keep thinking about That's that. True. He explicitly hates nazis so that's very true fall? you're very right yeah and i don't think uh well i feel like he would uh have an issue with trump not ever being in, in the war. military in the military yeah. or in the military at all yeah um i mean we're talking about cotton though and this is one of his more like one of his redeeming episodes he's pretty great in this i love him in this episode i love peggy in it so i'm pretty um once again excited to talk about (laughs) an episode so yeah this is a rare episode where for how mean he could come off i don't think he does a single sadistic thing Mm -mm. in this episode yes i would completely agree with that he Uh, There are some instances where he's like yelling at her and stuff like that, but it's very boot camp tactic uh, yelling, very like army major or whatever it would be tactic. So it doesn't come off as like truly insulting or truly evil, you know, like the the motive, the intent behind it is to help Peggy. It's not to make her feel bad. Yeah. So that is very interesting. Yes, it is. I think he missed his calling for sure. He did. He would be an amazing physical therapist. Yeah. He would be very effective. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> so, yeah, we are talking about Cotton's Plot, Season 4, Episode 2. And I love that. Uh, I only just realized now that plot mm. means, like, two things, and it's mm-hmm. intended that way. Absolutely. They're so clever. So clever. So clever. All right, so should we get into the uh, get into our shout outs so we can get into the episode? Yes. Yeah. So you already did yours, which was for me, so you're done. No more. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to highlight a voicemail. Ooh. Well, there are two voicemails. I haven't listened to either of them. Mm-hmm. And one is only four seconds and there's no transcription available so i'm very curious about that i guess i'll play that one first just sure what it's like okay that was just somebody hanging up Ah, so you go ahead and cut that out except i already said that i have two voicemails so you go ahead and leave that in (laughs) sorry everyone that was a dud (laughs) and here's the other one warranty now please press five now or press 9 to be removed from our list. 
Wow. Beautiful. There's still 50 seconds left. Of silence. Hi, this is Susie calling with the Vehicle Service Department. We are calling about your vehicle's manufacturer's warranty. We sent you several notices in the mail that you have yet to extend your warranty past the factory cutoff. And this is a courtesy call to renew your warranty before we close the file. Oh my if God! You're interested in renewing your auto warranty now? Yes! Press five now. Press five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god my 2004 saturn's warranty is up i can't believe i let that lapse <laughs> it reminds me of all of those tiktoks where it's just somebody like crawling into somebody's like bed or something and they're just like i just wanted to talk to you about warranty <laughs> so shout out to Susie. thank you Susie. i'll, I'll make sure i call you back immediately what about you amy Oh, those are yours? Okay, great. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do have one more review, and it is, well, it is so mean. And uh, I'm going to share it and just see what you guys think, okay? Yeah. Now, this is a one-star review. All right, everyone? A one-star review. And it is by user (laughs) Nevad... Nevada, oh, Jesus Christ, Jackie. Nevada the Lily. That's what I was gonna say. It's Nevada Lily. All right. <laughs> you win this one, Nevada Lily. But I'm about to tear into you. Okay. So Nevada Lily with their one-star review says. These ladies are hilarious. Whenever I'm bored or take long drives, I start one of their episodes and find myself binging them. I never found another podcast that made me physically laugh out loud. As a media major, I nitpick a little at little things in films and shows, and it's awesome to find some people who do the same for one of my favorite shows. Keep doing what y'all are doing. <laughs> Fuck you, Nevada Lily. <laughs> One star. Oh, Nevada Lily, you silly goose. Come on. <laughs> One star, you you little goober. You meant to do five. I know you did. It's okay. It seems like it should be five, Nevada Lily. <laughs> Why are you messing with us? <laughs> Somebody tell Nevada Lily, please. <laughs> Oh, Nevada Lily. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> the algorithm. You're just, it's, it, I mean, you're fucking us here, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, at least you're being nice about it. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but, you know, seriously, I realized that you took the time to make a review and you made a, a small little mistake. And it's okay. Please fix it. Please. Please fix it. Please fix it, please. Please fix it. <laughs> Please fix it. All right. So I have a, a an iTunes review. <laughs> and it's from Channy D, 1892. The subject says, I say ho, you say yeah. Ho, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And it is five stars. Mm. Five. Okay. Nevada Lily. I want you to write it down. Five stars, not one. Did you write it down? Okay, good. All right. And the body says, it's Quinn's mom! Quinn! Quinn! Yay! Wow, shit! 
I'm Quinn. I'm Quinn. I'm Wash it. So, ugh. Ugh. That lives rent-free in my head. All right. It's Quinn's mom making sure you guys get those reviews. Thanks, mom. Thank you. Thanks, mom. Love y'all so much. You guys make my Monday. Monday, so because she's a Patreon subscriber, so she gets it a day earlier. Take note, everyone. You guys make my Monday so much more delightful with deep belly laughs. This is by far the best King of the Hill out there, and you can print that. XOXO Chantal. Yeah! Thank you! I will print it. I'm going to print it out and put it on my fridge. Oh, that's so nice. Really, and Nevada Lilies was nice, too. It was very nice. I do feel bad that they accidentally did one star. I know. (laughs) Thank you, both of you. All right, now... We already mentioned how Chantal is a, a Patreon user, so let's get into our Patreon shoutouts. And we, we got a couple more. I cannot believe. It's so weird. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. All right. Patreon shoutouts are extra, extra special favorite children. And we've got some new babies this week. Mm-hmm. Our first one is Sarah B. Buzz, buzz, Sarah B. And (laughs) this beauty not only has a stunning photo, uh, those waves can't be natural. They're too beautiful. They are. Your hair is so thick. Eyebrows. You can't see uh, Sarah's face because like a responsible person, Sarah is wearing a mask, but... Mm -hmm. I've never seen anyone so beautiful. Seriously, you're blowing my mind, Sarah. Don't ever take the mask off. (laughs) I'm sure whatever you've got underneath that is stunning. No doubt. All right. All right. Oh, shit. Sorry. Welcome, Sarah. Sarah. And we have Natalie D. Hello, Natalie. And what looks like the cutest fucking cat. Stunning. It looks like a stunning Siamese cat with the biggest, most frightened-looking eyes. Oh, it looks like that cat's getting punishment kisses. Mm. Perfect, exactly. Mm. Natalie, uh, you are also stunning. Hello, love your complexion. Hello. Hello. Yes. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Our next Patreon is Courtney A. Your picture is a full-body one. Nice. we love a full body look Mm -hmm. um but because it's so small we can't really see your face i'm liking what i'm seeing i do like what i see i i see like a killer tan hell yeah maybe like a maybe like are you wearing an all white workout outfit like the confidence you must have my goodness not only is it all white but i feel think it's like one of those sports bras with matching legging yes and the which, leggings like have cutouts in them my my stars courtney hello never never have the confidence to no. show my belly i've had i was telling uh amy and marina that i've had a belly button ring for more than half of my life and i've never once shown it off i couldn't believe she still even had it i made her show it to me and she's still I like looking it. at it sometimes it's cute it's very cool. But Courtney, you look incredible. Great tan, great all white outfit. And I mean, you look awesome. Welcome. 
just catching all the sunlight. Oh my god. Are you an influencer? Or you look like you might be an influencer. I'm influenced. We, can yeah. we give a shout out? <laughs> yeah. Can you shout us out, please? <laughs> yes, if we have any influencers listening, don't be afraid to influence people towards us. Absolutely. <laughs> and Jackie. Mm-hmm. Pump the jam, pump it up, because we have someone who bought another annual subscription. Can you believe? Believe! Wait, hold on. Oh my God. And the person, the Patreon, who made our day, Melody A. Make my day, Melody, Melody, Melody. Yeah. Oh my. God, another yearly subscriber. I cannot, I can't even believe it. Thank you so much, Melody. You are also stunning, incredible, and money savvy, obviously. I know you and Alyssa, we're gonna we're gonna get to hang out for the next year. Yay! (laughs) Guaranteed you're gonna be with us for a whole year. I can't believe it. Yay! Melody, you are stunning. I love your hair. I love that color. It's wonderful. Cute glasses. I've always wanted to wear glasses, but (laughs) poor me. I have perfect vision, (laughs) but (laughs) they look great on you. I know you can tell that Melody is ready to pump up the jam. She is ready to pump up the jam and pump up our watch party. Speaking of which, watch party this week, the 14th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern I hope to see all of our new and old Patreons. Hopefully we can see your faces. If not, again, it's okay. But we love to see you, interact with you, talk to you through chat and watch some episodes. We already have a couple of uh, recommendations from some of our patrons. So we're going to be watching those and let's party. (laughs) Yeah, bring your pets. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you are, you don't have to turn your camera on if you're shy, but if you're shy, but wish you weren't so shy there are usually filters that you could use to cover up your mm-hmm. face yeah uh so we hope we get to see you and or your pets yes mm-hmm. yes indeed and don't worry we're not going to be like all right now we're going to judge you because you put on your camera we're going to tell everyone what we think about how you look <laughs> no 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 you'll be completely anonymous I- Guaranteed everyone only spends time looking at their own picture. Uh, I am only looking at myself the entire time. It's impossible not to. I, I mean, you, can, you just can't help it. Yeah. Can't help it. So it's like, so. God damn, this lighting looks good on me. <laughs> yeah. My eyes are just drawn to my own face. Always. Always. As are everyone else's. So don't feel like, don't worry. No one will know you're there. Don't you worry. You sweet little strumpet. Don't you worry. Unless you're a cat. Then I'm looking at that. Then I'm looking at you. Exactly. Then I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. All right. So shout outs done. Thank you so much to all of our new patron, uh, Patreon subscribers. We love you. We're so fucking stoked. Especially Melody. Melody. You win this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. I know I said I didn't like putting them against each other, but an annual subscription, you win. Automatic win. Automatic win. Also right. wins last week. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 That's true. 
All right, Jackie. You ready? Let's get into the episode. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just want to say one last thing. We we still have a, some we still have some t-shirts left, y'all. Uh, we're running low, but we still have some left, and you can find them at hoyapod.com slash merch m e r c h. Okay, that's it. Now let's get into the episode. All right, here we go. Season four, episode two, Cotton's plot. Air date. October 3, 1999. Peggy is finally removed from her full body cast after six weeks of recovery. However, her muscles have atrophied to the point where she can barely even hold up her neck. She is in a wheelchair now, and she has to go to physical therapy. Yeah, she's lucky she's not suffocating to death. What? If you can't hold up your own head then oh oh that's terrible well that's what i've heard there's risk that you anyway sorry (laughs) (laughs) hank takes peggy to her what we think is her first day of physical therapy and she meets her uh physical therapist who says hey this is gonna be a slow but steady race i mean he says drop by drop we're gonna carve that grand canyon This is a little bit discouraging to Peggy because she's, you know, she wants to get back to her life. She wants to start playing Boggle again. She wants to take care of GH. She wants to, you know, have have her life back. So she was thinking, well, she has so much stuff planned. And I feel terrible because she goes in to meet the physical therapist feeling like nervous, but maybe a little hopeful. And then he's like, we'll have you walking again in no time. And she's like, really? And he's like. Yeah, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. In a month? Definitely too soon. And so he starts to realize. And then he starts talking about how long it took to carve out the Grand Canyon. And it sounds like she'll maybe never walk again. That's exactly what it sounds like. And she sees all these people who are like being dipped into baths of water like a like a being held up on a harness like they would a dolphin or something. And like <laughs> We all just draped over those exercise balls. Just grunting and moaning in pain. Like, <laughs> they're just miserable. And he's just like, good job, and walks away. So yeah. he's, she's she's very discouraged already. She's like, oh, my God. I just want to get back to my life. I want to, like, have fun, do the things that I've planned to do since the past six weeks. And it looks like that's not going to be happening anytime soon. Mm-mm. Oh, and on top of this, after she gets the speech from the physical therapist, he's like, okay, we're going to get to it and get you back and walking. See you next week. So she doesn't even have a physical therapy appointment. Just some kind of consultation, I guess. But what barely, a a barely a consultation. It's less than five minutes. And he's like, all right, peace out. Got to go. I know. <laughs> they could have done that on the phone. I guess. I guess. Yeah. No, he didn't even give her, like, any exercise rubber bands or anything. Nope, nothing. So she goes back to the house. She is just, you know, very weak. Her her arms are, she she can't even cover her eyes for the surprise that uh, Hank is about to bestow upon her, which is a wheelchair ramp. Uh, He, you know, of course, Hank, sweet Hank, thinks that, you know, this is going to be a treat for her. It was a treat for him because he got to pour some cement. So he's like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, he surprises her with a wheelchair ramp, which is nice, but only reminds her of 
how limited she is. But it's also kind of, and I told you so, because he's like, remember when you said I'd never uh, be able to do anything with those extra bags of cement? Well, fucking suck one. Look what I did. (laughs) You can go ahead and suck one because look what I made you. You're welcome. (laughs) But I will say, I will say this just popped into my head. It's a testament to how much he loves Peggy to pour cement over his precious, precious lawn. Oh, he's so good in this episode. Yes, he is. He, he is. I've I made several points where I was like, mm, "Nice, Hank." Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Hank has made a wheelchair ramp for her, so she can easily get in out of get in and out of the house, and also to the van that's going to take her to her physical therapy appointments. She's attempting. Everybody has like dispersed at this point, so she's like just kind of sitting outside in the wheelchair, and she has to like force her way with her very, very weak arms over that fucking metal slidey part of the sliding glass door. Like, that's hard to get over in a wheelchair with full strength, let alone somebody who's just been in a cast for six weeks. So she's struggling, she's struggling. Finally, she gets in, and Cotton's in the kitchen making himself some waffles, watching this happen. (laughs) Not really saying anything. There's really no conversation going on between them. But we know that Cotton is paying attention to this and and Peggy sees him eating some waffles and she's like, hmm, that looks pretty tasty doodles. I'm going to go make me some waffles. So she rolls over to the toaster, plops in uh, a waffle, a frozen waffle. I'm assuming an ego, but probably something that they couldn't get sued for for using. So like a Plago. It's a megaloman, uh, megaloman, <laughs> Me- <laughs> megalo brand of waffle. Exactly. The great value of mm-hmm. Eggos. Um, she can't even, she's so weak, she can't even push down the lever on the toaster. The waffle comes flying out, lands on the floor, and Cotton's like, well, aren't you hungry? Aren't you going to pick that up and make yourself some waffles? And she's like, I can't. I'm incredibly weak. Cotton is this whole time talking about, I used to, I ate rats when I was stuck in uh, Japan in a prisoner of war camp. I was eating rats and then I ate their shit and I called it jungle rice and it was tasty because I love eating pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So as he's telling the story, Peggy's trying to leave. He grabs the back of her wheelchair, wheels her around to the table, locks her wheelchair in place. So she's a prisoner now of Cotton's. (laughs) And as he's eating his waffle, is telling her more and more about, like, how he managed to survive, how he managed to, like, overcome these odds of uh, being a prisoner of war. Yeah, just letting her know you would... You can't even, like, make pick a a waffle up off of the floor... You wouldn't last five seconds in a POW camp. Like, yeah, no way. Yeah, of course not. No, I accept that. That's my limits. I can't do (laughs) that. (laughs) I wouldn't even want to try. Thank you. No. Even if I could, I wouldn't last. (laughs) All of a sudden we hear a beep beep. And that is the transportation to take Peggy to her uh, physical horn. (laughs) Beep beep. I thought somebody was getting a text. (laughs) that's how horns sounded in 1999 it was a different time it was horns were different we didn't know we didn't know so uh peggy's about to 
try, she's trying to like again wheel over the threshold. She's like, "Oh, thank Christ, I can get away from Cotton." And Cotton just kind of starts berating her. He's like, "You're gonna go to that that bullshit." He's like, "I can get you walking." He's basically like, "No, no, no, you're not. You're gonna go to this weak ass physical therapy. They're gonna coddle you. You're gonna be there for months on end. Your insurance is gonna be billed." Every single time. He doesn't say that, but I assume it. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, because it's true. Uh, How that works. You're going to be be coddled like a little baby over there. He's like, if you want real results, work with me. And Peggy, you know, she's like, shit. Maybe I do need something that's a little more intense. Maybe I need someone who's going to kick my ass. Because I was super discouraged just talking to that one physical therapist, you know? And... All right, I guess I'll give Cotton a try. I don't know. She doesn't she doesn't have to choose one or the other. She could just do both. She could, but she probably feels like the other one is a waste of her time. But right? She if Cotton's going to be in charge of her physical therapy, it'd be nice to check in with a professional every once <laughs> right. in a while. Is it safe for me to be crawling on the floor? <laughs> yeah. And even if, like, they're doing exercises that are good, I'm sure there's, like, maybe some, like, weird up and back reach that's supposed to work a muscle that he's not... I'm sure a lot of muscles are being missed. (laughs) She's going to have a lot of stiffness and pain for the rest of her life. And that's that's the road that she chooses. Peggy's like, all right, let's do this, Cotton. Show me. Let's, let's, uh, wait. Show me your ways. Yeah, based on... Nothing. I trust you with my body and my physical well-being. That's right. <laughs> and uh, first thing he makes her do is shine his shoes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> shine his dirty ass shoes. And this is where we find out that uh, Cotton is going to wear them to some sort of committee or hearing so he can be buried in the veterans, the VA cemetery, like the Texas here, War Heroes Cemetery. That's his plan. He wants to be recognized as a war hero mm-hmm. for his work in Munich and in Japan. As we progress, we see that, uh, you know, Peggy is kind of, you know, she's getting more strength. She's, you know, frustrated, but she still perseveres. There's a point where Cotton takes gh from her because she's holding gh which is impressive i mean she couldn't even press down a fucking waffle maker machine toaster that's what it's called she couldn't even hold (laughs) a waffle robot (laughs) she couldn't even hold her head up yeah and now she's holding a precious baby uh Mm -hmm. and he takes her away and he puts he or takes him away and puts him down on the floor and says all right this baby's on a minefield he's on a bomb come get him so she's she's crawling, she's crawling, he's making fun of her, and he's just like, you're pathetic, like, you can't even do anything. He's down on all fours right next to her, and she goes to hit him, and she just bare- she just can't even do it. She can't do it. Oh my god, it's exactly like that time I hit that girl with cancer. <laughs> That's how weak my punch was. Thank god. Thank god. <laughs> Thank god. I didn't god. knock out somebody with cancer. But the dynamic between Peggy and Cotton... I know we talked about this last episode where we've spent all of this time analyzing these characters. And so it kind of makes you notice things or appreciate Mm -hmm. things more than maybe we did on previous watches. But um, their dynamic 
especially in this context, makes so much sense because mm-hmm. Cotton is just, like you were saying, he's doing that thing where he's just pushing her and uh, doing it military style where he yells and says, you can't, basically. And a f- that's perfect for Peggy. Absolutely. Like, you tell her you can't. If you said that to me, I'd be like, great. Now leave me alone. <laughs> but for someone like Peggy, that works so well. It really is such a perfect pairing. Yeah, it, it's a great motivator for her. And her hatred for him and to like prove him wrong is only adding to it. Yeah. But, you know, she is starting to gain some sort of respect for him. Mm-hmm. And I think Cotton as well for Peggy. Meanwhile, we have a very disturbing B-plot. <laughs> Yes, it's so disgusting. I love it. <laughs> uh, Bill uh, previously asked Peggy, "Hey, what do you? What do they do with casts? <laughs> I mean, just curious. Where do you think they put that if they were going to put it somewhere? Huh?" Uh, she's like, "Well, I think they probably throw it out." And we see him creepily back away, eyes wide, staring at her as he backs out of the bed. <laughs> maintaining eye contact, not blinking at all. And then we see him run, run to go gather her stinky ass body <laughs> cast. I can only imagine the stench from it because mm-hmm. it's it's bad enough when you have one on your arm, but your whole rank ass body. It's pretty smelly. Butthole and vag included. My God. For six I've weeks. Never- I've never had one before. Oh, they get yeah, pretty I, smelly. Oh my god! Yeah, I had one on my. Uh, I broke my wrist when I was young, and woo, stinks. Real. Is bad. it anything like um, that smell when you? If for anyone that's had gauges in their ears, I had them like briefly in high school, and I remember when I would take them out, there would be this weird smell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it like that? Yeah. So I had my septum done, and it smells like your septum piercing or like even just your like just it's like it's gross but you kind of like it because it's your own stench but other people are like that's fucking gnarly (laughs) (laughs) and you're just kind of like Ew. 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 I'm going to smell that again. Ew. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It again. It's this weird primal thing where you just, you want to smell your own mm-hmm. stank and <laughs> you kind of like it. <laughs> just me? Anybody else? <laughs> anyway, so, so Bill has uh, stolen Peggy's body cast and put a fucking framed portrait of Peggy on the head part of it and he's playing boggle with it when Dale walks by his fully open window like Bill didn't think to like close all the windows and all of the blinds in shame because he should be ashamed of himself Mm -hmm. you would think that he would cover that but no he's got him fully open Dale walks by and he's just like what the fuck is that (laughs) and in a desperate bid to keep Dale from saying, please, please don't, uh, or, and in a desperate bid to keep Dale from telling Hank, he's like, please don't tell Hank, please. And Dale's like, well, I guess I won't if you let me take it for the carpool lane. Has the carpool lane ever been a thing? 
I think so. I mean, I would always get into the carpool lane, even if I didn't have anybody else with me. What are you going to do yeah, about it? Yeah, we all do. Yeah. If, I feel like in the 90s, it was more of a thing where it was just like, I want to use this, but I'm going to get pulled over. So I'm going to create an elaborate scheme <laughs> right. to make it look like I have a passenger. But now I feel like nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But it used to be a thing, right? Because they were all nerds. <laughs> they were in the 90s, cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah wimps anyway so dale has now taken the stank ass cast bill on top of everything else bill is play it's such a weird situation he has peggy's body cat he fished it out of i guess a medical dumpster and Who knows what else was in that dumpster he put a framed picture of peggy on the neck hole and he plays boggle with it and somehow it always beats him <laughs> right what else oh i don't even want to entertain that but what else did he do with that body cast come on it can't just be boggle it can't absolutely not oh god that's so foul so now dale has a stinky oh. body cast covered in bills come guaranteed guaranteed oh. guaranteed so congratulations dale i hope the uh carpool lane was worth it oh nothing's worth that <laughs> nothing yeah where's he even going where's he commuting to the ice cream shop <laughs> he's, yeah. like, he's like my commute was two minutes shorter and he's just eating an ice cream That's it. <laughs> oh, all right <clears throat> peggy in kind of like a way to show her thanks to cotton she's been helping him with his graveyard application graveyard application right whatever right. that might be yeah whatever we want to call that so mm -hmm. while she's talking she's doing this she's doing research for him she's like filling out the paperwork she starts talking to hank about it and they kind of both realize wait a second this timeline that cotton is talking about is is impossible he couldn't have been in germany and killed fitty men and then flown all the way to japan and also killed un unknown amounts of men over there and mm -hmm. probably civilians. Uh, so w within a two, like less than 48 hours, like that, that's just not possible. So Peggy starts to like really research this and look into it. And she realizes that Cotton is full of shit. She's like, he's a liar. I can't believe I let him take over my therapy. And he lied to me this whole time. He is not a hero. I refuse to help him with getting his... A grave marker, whatever. Plot. Plot, right? And uh, <laughs> so she's she's done. She's like, I'm not going to go to that uh, graveyard meeting that he is going to be at. I'm not going. I'm going to go to my actual physical therapy session and get help from an actual physical therapist. Graveyard meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that came to mind. That's what, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> So we see Peggy, she's at, she's, she's also like feeling kind of bummed out. She's like, man, I was believing this guy. Uh, you know, it turns out he's a liar. And now I'm back at this bullshit physical therapy place where this guy is trying to prove me wrong. Like, oh, we were both right. It is 200 million years. So, <laughs> and then you said the Grand Canyon only took 200 years to right. form. Right. And she said it took millions of years. And he was and like, he's well, like, guess what? We were both right. It was 200 <laughs> million. You just keep stretching that band. And it seems like all of her strength is gone. All of her fight and willpower is is out of her. She can barely even stretch this band. 
the band just like snaps off her hand, flies away. And he's like, great job. And she's like, how was that even a great job? I barely got one. And you told me to do eight to 12. And he's like, well, drop by drop. It all counts. Later that night, we see Hank carrying Peggy on his back to the bed. She's very discouraged. She said, he says, hey, how was physical therapy? She's like, I stretched a band. And he's like, oh, that's great. She's like, no, it's not. It's fucking ridiculous. I couldn't even stretch a band. And Cotton lied to me this whole time. She's like, I'm so pissed. He's so encouraging. He is. But she's so bummed out. And I love that part because he places her in bed. I This is messed up. But when I was watching it, I was thinking, good for him for not having his way with her. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> not that he would do that, but it would be easy for someone to take advantage it, it, of someone it would be and it's sad that our brain that our brains have to go to that scenario I know that. wicked dark wicked Wick dark jack wicked jack but um but then uh she's still he's trying to be encouraging but she's still bummed out and she's ready to go to bed and she has to ask him to put her into a fetal position oh i know and he does he even took her yeah. shoes off and everything so that's it's very sweet um <clears throat> The next day, uh, Peggy is back at physical therapy, and we see Cotton has gone to the graveyard meeting to talk about his uh, grave, and he's in a—he's fully decked out. He's like, you better be there. You better be changed. And she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. I'm not going to wear this. And then she's like, I'm not going to your fucking meeting. I'm not doing it. Mm -mm. So she's back at physical therapy. He's at his graveyard thing, and... Peggy is, again, she's discouraged. She's pissed off about it. She's like, I'm so fucking pissed at Cotton. And she's like, he's a liar. He's a complete liar. And Hank kind of like mumbles something. And she's like, what did you just say? What are you mumbling? Are you going to fucking prove me wrong? And he's like, well, you know, when he went to war, he was six foot four. And when he came back, he was five foot even. So... His shins definitely got blown off. He was definitely a prisoner of war. Not quite sure about all the other stuff. But he's not that much of a liar. He definitely saw some shitty things and had to fight for the country. You know? And this Can I uh, read that quote? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, because, I mean, I was taking a... Hank really is so good and insightful in this episode. Because mm -hmm. he kind of brought it up to Peggy initially. Where she was doing therapy with cotton and it kind of looked like cotton might have been torturing her so i think hank was a little concerned and he was gently like you know you know i know you're not usually the biggest fan of cotton and uh i don't want to make you feel bad but he's maybe not the biggest fan of you i just want you to keep this in mind right there's no way he could have been in germany while he was in japan and so he kind of like helps her maybe helps her realize that she might be getting taken advantage of. And understandably, she's pissed. But then, like, he also defends his father, which he's defending his father, but in doing so, it also kind of helps validate anything Peggy was feeling before she got angry. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, that's part of it, right? Like, you, you're mad at this person for being shitty, and it just highlights how gullible maybe you were. Right. Um, and so she's pissed off. And then Hank says, well, he mumbles something. She's like, what did you say? And he's like, well, I was just saying when he came back from the Pacific, he was uh, five foot even. A Japanese machine gun blew away his shins. The doctor said he'd never walk again. Well, 18 months later, 
My father walked right over to that doctor, reached up, and punched him in the kidneys. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I can't prove uh, what he did at those battles. In fact, I'm not even sure if the part about hitting the doctor is true. (laughs) But I do know this. My father doesn't have shins, and somehow he walks. And that's pretty heroic to me. And that's what I was muttering. So I just thought that was so insightful of Mm -hmm. Hank to say, you know, it was just a great Hank moment. It really is. And I would guarantee that Cotton definitely punched that doctor. (laughs) That sounds exactly like something. I do believe that. Yeah, Yeah, I believe that 100%. So this little speech from Hank really gives some insight to Peggy. And she realizes like, okay, wow, uh, maybe, maybe there is there is some truth to this. And while he might not have done all of the things he said, he is, uh, he, you know, he did suffer a lot because of this war. He lost his shins and he did like, you know, he was told he would never walk again. The beginning of this episode, Peggy was probably feeling like, am I ever going to walk again? This guy's telling me not even a month in, we're not going to be, there's going to be no progress. So she's probably thinking, wow. Okay. So I, he actually knew where I was coming from with this whole thing. That's a great point. Right. So she says, we got to go there. I got to help him. Peggy and Hank take off to the graveyard uh, thing. And she bursts in at the last moment as they were just like, no, we're not going to call this. You know, we're, we're done with this, Mr. Hill. You're going to have to come back another time. She bursts in and she gives us, gives an impassioned speech for Cotton saying, you know, he is a war hero. He deserves this plot. He deserves this graveyard plot. And... Uh, you would be fools for not giving it to him. And this works. This is exactly what they need to hear. And they give him a spot in the the War Heroes Texas Cemetery. Yay. Yay. Now, I also want to mention in our B-plot that uh, Boomhauer has caught Dale with the stinky jizz-covered body cast. Yeah. And what does he do? He says, oh, oh you know... <laughs> How dare you? This is so disrespectful. And what does Boomhauer do? He wears it with the crotch cut out. He puts on... The crotch is cut out? The crotch is cut out because you see his tiger underwear. <gasps> oh, And has a freaky naughty nurse sex game with this disgusting, disgusting cast he wears of wears it. He wears it. This cast has been violated in at least three ways. Maybe more. God. I can't believe he cut the crotch out. That's so funny. He 100% cut the... I was like, oh, God. There's still, like, no range of movement. I guess if he's lying on his back, then it's fine. I mean, the crotch is cut out. I think he's not worried about his arms and legs. I was picturing him trying to be on top. Oh, (laughs) no, he's laying down. And the sexy... (laughs) <laughs> trying to like from the back <laughs> just arms like stiff legs stiff everything's stiff hey honey scooch to the end of the bed dang old scooch to the end of the bed come here, come here. <laughs> i can't i can't bend my dang old knees come on come on <laughs> no so he can play like sexy nurse with this girl who has like a sponge bath uh stick oh it's so brutal <laughs> so disgusting <laughs> oh my god anyway so that has happened 
Peggy has secured uh, Cotton's graveyard plot, and the whole family goes to take a look at it. It's beautiful. It's on top of a hill. It's overlooking this beautiful scenery. Peggy's at the very bottom because they couldn't bring her, you know, they couldn't push their wheelchair, her wheelchair up there. And Cotton yells down like, hey, don't you want to come see this? Get up here. And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. I, I can't really get up there. And he's just like, what are you, weak? Come on, get on up here. And she's like, Cotton, I get it. I'm not going to go up. And he's like, if you get up here, I will let you dance on my grave. And Peggy immediately flings herself out of the, out of the she wheelchair. She like out of the chair and does like 15 backflips to the top of the hill. <laughs> that is an offer she cannot refuse. So <laughs> she crawls her way up that hill. And it's such a sweet moment. Uh, he, he takes her hand, helps her up. She stands. She stands up. This is the first time we see her standing in the whole episode. The rest of it is either her in the wheelchair or on the ground. She stands up very shakily, but she stands up. He, they, She says, Cotton, may I have this dance? He takes her hand. They get into dancing position. She, you know, loses her balance, falls down on him, and they dance around in circles right on Cotton's grave. And, it's, it's really and then we pan out, and we see this beautiful view of a cemetery and Cotton and Peggy dancing together, and it is just... It's so sweet for how weird it is. <laughs> it's really sweet. It is. And that's the end of the episode. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Very well done. Thank you. Thank you. So, Jackie, tell me uh, your favorite moments, quotes, thoughts, feelings from this episode? Well, I have several. Um, well, I at least have a few, the ones where I didn't interrupt you during your retelling, but, um, mm -hmm. oh, I, I can't remember exactly which scene this is, but, uh, there's one, it's a quote by Cotton and I, I can't remember if it's when Peggy falls out of the chair trying to pick up her waffle or something, but mm -hmm. she falls out of the chair and Cotton says, what are you on your knees for woman? Praying ain't going to help. If God loved you, he'd have opened your sissy chute. <laughs> I really like that quote because it's so mean. It God is mean. You. And he all, there's another quote by Cotton to Peggy. Again, I can't remember exactly where, but it, maybe it's right when uh, their therapy started. And he's just like, look at you all high and mighty sitting in that wheelchair like some Franklin D. Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> I know. I love that one. <laughs> all high and mighty. He's like, uh, I got a telegraph for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're weak. Stop. <laughs> oh, I love that part. I love that. You're weak. Stop. <laughs> You'll never walk again. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, I don't know what it is about that part, but it's just, he's so into it. And yet there's something very genuine about him trying to help her yeah in I this agree. way i agree um i like there's this one part i think it's when uh they're about to have dinner and this is when hank mm. finds out that peggy has bailed on real physical therapy to have therapy with cotton and uh hank is maybe he's he says something like where's peggy or is she back from no Luann is like, oh, did I forget to pick her up? Was it my turn to yeah. pick her up from physical therapy? And 
Cotton says something like, oh, she quit that. I'm working with her now. And Hank's like, what? And then Peggy like crawls into the dining room, <laughs> just like using every ounce of strength. And she try- she makes it to the table and she tries to pull herself up on her chair and she can't make it. She like ends up collapsing to the ground and Cotton's just like, that was good effort. And so he just puts her plate of food on the floor. <laughs> and Hank is concerned, but you know, Peggy reassures him. And so everyone sits down to dinner to eat their steaks. And you can't <laughs> see Peggy, but because she's on the floor, but you just see everyone eating. And then after a minute, you just hear her voice and she's just like, Hank, these steaks are so tender. <laughs> I, know, I love that. I wrote that part down too. <laughs> I also love that, like, I think, I think why it feels like genuine from Cotton this whole episode is like, I think that scene really sells it where he's like, good effort. Here's your food. Like, it's not yeah. like, fuck you, you failed. Like, he's not constantly stomping on her, you know? That well, that part really did stand out to me because that would have been a perfect excuse for him to be like, well, you don't get food. Right, you know? exactly, exactly. But he's acknowledging the effort. Even though she didn't meet this goal of getting onto the chair, he's still acknowledging her incredible effort. Yeah. And absolutely. I just thought, wow, that's not something I'm used to seeing from Cotton. Agreed. Uh, I love the part where Peggy punches Cotton. And I know you mentioned the first part when she is so angry at him, she goes to punch him and it's like a weak noodly mm-hmm. punch. But it's one of the moments that really highlights her progress is when he's giving her a bunch of motivational shit. She's trying to like hoist up the American flag on a flagpole. And finally, she's had enough and she turns around and just it's like a reflex. She just turns around and punches him. Yeah. And the camera cuts in close to his face and he's just like staring at her. And then a little drop of blood comes out of his nose. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God, this therapy is working. <laughs> yeah. so she couldn't even hit him before. And now look at it. it. It was a great moment. Right. And he's so like excited that she was able to actually punch him and draw blood. He's like, oh shit, I think you might actually be able to do this. And everybody yeah. cheers. And she's just like, yay. <laughs> It's an awesome moment. Yeah. Um, two more things. Uh, one is another quote by Cotton, and maybe this was my favorite quote in the episode. I'm not totally sure, but it's when it's at the end when uh, Cotton is trying to get Peggy to walk to the top of the hill to see his grave plot. And she's like, no, you know, I can't. And <laughs> he's like, you can't. And he says, I climbed the cliffs of Normandy with a 50-pound ice cream maker strapped to my back, and you're telling me you can't climb a stupid little hill? And I want to know the story behind that quote. Why was he carrying a 50-pound ice cream maker? I feel like it's not – I think that's a term for, like, a big-ass gun or, like, some sort of, like – like a big pack of it's gotta be some like military term it can't actually be a froyo maker (laughs) my mind went crazy i was like what kind of things did he do over there (laughs) you went undercover as a portable ice cream man (laughs) yeah and then my last thing is it's another uh i wanted to share another uh audio sample from the episode and it's when again cotton is talking to 
the baby good hank and he's making baby sounds yes i wrote that down too (laughs) there's no way to replicate it uh toby huss is just incredible with cotton baby sounds so i just wanted to play that clip too i just love these sounds he makes okay so here it is so harsh to the ear so that's pretty much everything i oh we did have a a guest star um yeah phil lamar yeah the voice of the physical therapist awesome and he does a great job yes he does all right amy always sorry go ahead (laughs) all right so i've just got a couple uh i love that luann is covering peggy's eyes and then finally hank has to be like luann you got to move her like her her hands from her eyes and she does and she just goes ta-da and then she waves peggy's arms around (laughs) and then lets them just drop to the side (laughs) i missed that part too what a good catch (laughs) i love that and then uh shortly after that they're looking at the wet cement and bobby's like look dad i'm sophia loren (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and puts his handprints in the in the cement and i just i'm like hell yeah bobby mm-hmm. <laughs> i like this exchange between cotton and peggy you ready to hate me more than anyone you've ever hated your whole life i already do then we're halfway there <laughs> <laughs> i do like how cotton is so unfazed by people not liking him he just doesn't care <laughs> i know it's probably somehow validating to him oh, as I'm a sure. asshole. Yeah. Uh, another little I told you so from Hank when Peggy's like, you were right. He was just taking advantage of me. And he's like, so I was right. That's not what's important right now. <laughs> My last one is going to be Dale's using a lint roller. He's uh, lint rolling cotton, you know, getting all the off of his fancy outfit before he goes to his funeral thing. And Dale says, Colonel, from your dress and demeanor, can I assume that you're about to take your own life in a cheap motel room with your service revolver? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. That's my favorite quote. That's so funny. Like, Dale, he's just like, well, I will lint roll you. I assume you're going to kill yourself, right? Right. Okay. You're dressed for it. Yeah, I mean, you're dressed for it, and you seem pretty you somber. good enough to kill yourself. You do. You do. So, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, not even willing to stop him. Just like, yeah, sure, I'll take care of your, your coat and jacket. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if he's going to let Bill kill himself, oh, and yeah. he's already, like, picking out things of Bill's that he wants, I'm sure he'll let Cotton kill himself, too. Oh, 100%. He probably thinks it's noble in some way. Yeah. All right, that's all I've got. Well, is it time to get into listener comments? It sure is. And do we have a song this week? We do not have a listener comment song, unfortunately. So, Jackie, please take it away. Um, okay. I got nothing. <laughs> this is tonight. Listener it's comments to the morning light. <laughs> that's all I've got. Forever, cause. Listen this is the night. night. 
See, see how bad we are. We need you to submit listener comment songs, please. <laughs> yeah, it's getting worse. Yeah, it's please. getting worse. Please, we we now rely on you, so we have just really tanked in quality. So please, hello at hoyapod.com. Send us a listener comment song. We beg of you. Please. <laughs> and you can uh, call our voicemail and just sing into the phone that way. Our number is 386-530-3876. Bing, bing. That's right. That's right. That is it. All right. Let's get into... A listener, a comment. All right. Nomiomio says, My son can't visit me in a civilian cemetery. What kind of place is that for a children's birthday party? (laughs) 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 Underscore Coco underscore Bug underscore uh, says, This was my first glimpse of disability empowerment. It was beautiful, Shug, with a little heart emoji. Oh, wonderful. That's sweet. And I do like that the episode highlights that. Yes. And Noah said, I have no specific comments about this episode, but season four is an all-star list of good episodes. And I am really, I think I agree with that. uh, Season four is one of my faves. I'm excited about it. Uh, And also, oh my God, Kathy Najimy. What? What? Kathy Najimy. Left a listener comment, and it just says Spapeggy. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's so awesome. A wrong episode comment from Kathy to Jimmy. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, that's it for listener comments. Everyone get fucked. No, I'm just <laughs> Thank you, Kathy and Jimmy. Wow, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Holy shit. Wow. Oh. We got to get her on. We have got to get her on an episode. I want to do the sexy fan fiction with her. <laughs> It, it paints Peggy in such a terrible light. Oh, you're right. <laughs> we can't do that one. We got to do a good, good Peggy episode. <laughs> oh my god. Woo. Okay. Oh, let me just come down for a second here. Woo. I know. Ugh. Oh, you know what? Ryan Film Lover said, "Check the DMs for my dick pic." Okay, we'll take a look. <laughs> just kidding. It's for a longer comment. Let's see. <laughs> Okay. I love Cotton's plot. It shows the, it shows the struggles of Peggy's recovery. It is it to me is Cotton's best episode because it helps to humanize his character. True. All those stories show the horrors of war he went through. It doesn't forgive his past mistakes with Hank and others, but shows his damage. Plus the storyline with Peggy's body cast is hilarious. Very true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Charking Charking. It's probably charking. It is charking. Charking. <laughs> charking <laughs> underscore I'm pariolist says oh <laughs> morning Hank scrambled black sports page. You got five minutes. <laughs> Detour says really appreciate Cotton actually doing something to help Peggy in this episode. Me too. 
<laughs> Adam Struve says, we all know she was going to dance on his grave regardless. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> BP Bear says, I want her for the carpool lane. <laughs> so fucking creepy. God. M. Mazias. M-A-S-I-A-S, says the doctor did not prepare Peggy for muscle atrophy and the trainer sucks. Agreed. Oh my God. Very it's so true. crazy that the doctor is only just, as he's sawing off her cast, only just now saying like, oh, you're not going to be able to do all that stuff. You're not going to be able to do anything. BT dubs. Yeah. are fucking gone. That's nutso. God. Thunder Muffin says, uh, it's a cotton, or cotton, a quote by Cotton. Good effort, as Peggy eats dinner on the floor. <laughs> oh. Well, this will be my my last one by Blossomberry98. You just got to take, it's, it's Hank when he's encouraging Peggy, and he's just like, you just got to take it one day at a time, like the drunks do. <laughs> God. <laughs> and it's true. One day oh. at a time. One day at a time. Uh, and my last one is from Thunder Muffin. Peggy Punch Cotton in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm never going to get over that. Kathina Jimmy gave us a listener comment and a wrong episode one too. I love it. I know. What does that, what does that make her goose of the week? That She's the goose of the week. Goose of the week. <laughs> Just this for Peggy. I fucking love it. Oh <laughs> I'm taking a screenshot of it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Snoop Archer, you'll be so pleased to know that your comment is right next to Kathy Najimy's. You lucky you get to sit right next to her. Schmoop Archer. That's so cool. I know. (laughs) Everybody else, excellent job as always. Thank you very much for your submissions. But I can't believe I I can't believe Kathy Najimy gave us one. I know. Spooky. Oh, Kathy and Jimmy. <laughs> she talks to us. She does. More than once. More than once. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's get into some trivia, huh? Yeah, that sounds good. I've only got one. I'm sorry. But it's a good one, I think. Maybe not. Oh. We'll see. All right. Um, I have more, but I only have, let's see, one... No, nope. Those are my quotes that I wrote down. I was like, I have like 10. Um, I have three. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) In what year did Cotton crawl through a minefield to retrieve General... Is that one? Okay. Uh, General MacArthur's corn cob pipe. I almost wrote this one down. Was it... 1937? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ah, oh, 1947? Closer, but no. I don't know. 1944. Ah! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you've bested me this week. <laughs> well, let's see how these uh, questions from you go. Okay. Amy. Yes? When Cotton was in a POW camp... He was eating rats to sustain himself. Eventually, he uh, ate his last rat and uh, no, eventually he was down to one rat 
and kept that one alive to eat its droppings, which he mm-hmm. called jungle rice. How long was he down to his last rat? How many weeks? Oh, two weeks? Yes. Ah, man, I was going, I was thinking all sorts of things that you were going to ask me. I was not expecting that. (laughs) All right. All right. Very good. Thank you. Amy. Mm, Jackie. What is Peggy's physical therapist's name? Fuck. I can't believe I didn't write that. Oh, Guthrie. Oh, my God. No. But that's a great guess. <laughs> Guthrie. Ramsey. Ramsey. Oh, damn it. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> All right. My last question. Okay. Uh, there's one scene in the episode where Cotton brings Peggy to, I, I guess, the VA and introduces her to all of his friends. Mm-hmm. How many friends does Cotton have that are named Stinky? Oh, see, I was going to do this exact one and I didn't do it. Oh, God. I'm going to say three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know there was way more fatties than there were stinkies. It was Stinky, Fatty, Stinky, Brooklyn, Stinky, Brooklyn, Fatty, Fatty, and Doc. Oh, and Erwin Linker. <laughs> Yay! Yay! And do you know the next episode? I sure do, but do you? Yes. What is it? We'll, uh, we'll go each word back and forth. Bills okay. are made to be broken. Yes. Oh, I have to do a bill episode. <laughs> gonna be sad. Can't wait. Gonna be sad. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's the episode. Listen, follow us on Instagram. Ho yeah pod. Uh, leave us iTunes re- reviews. Five stars, even if it's a nice one, and you give yeah, us Nevada Lily. Come on, we're begging you. <laughs> um. What else? What else? T-shirts. Hoyapod.com slash merch. We've got some T-shirts left. And join our Patreon. We would love to have you come to our watch parties and get stickers and mail and all that fun stuff. Or yeah. if it's only $2 a, week, a month and a shout out and extra audio. So please join us. We're all over the place. We are here to interact and talk to you and love you. Yes. And um, I feel like we haven't given out our P.O. box in a while. Amy, take it away. Oh, fuck. Write to us. Oh, yeah, pod. P.O. box 5612. Gainesville, Florida. 32627. That's 32627 in case you couldn't hear that. But because I was screaming over Amy. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to remember and you're just like screaming in the background. <laughs> Delayed screaming in the background. <laughs> oh. Well, that's, that's it. That's about it. All right, everybody. Uh, we, we hope you have a safe week and we'll meet you here next this week. We'll meet you here this time next week and hopefully things aren't fully on fire. That's right. But until next time. <laughs> One, two, three. Via. 
Come on. Set your booty on the floor tonight. Bupegay. 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 Bupeg